Welcome, everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. Um, we just finished worship, Spirit Breakout by Kim Walker. And then we also had Majesty by uh, Jesus Image. And, um, and the thing is, is that um, that worship was so heavy in the living room. You could feel the glory of the Lord there. You could like start feeling it, get it like it was heavy, but a good heavy. And... Um, that's what I always want to make sure that we are led by the Spirit at all times. We're not here to push an agenda. We're not here based off um, what we want to do or what we're trying to get across. We need to be led by the Holy Ghost in worship and prayer and evangelizing and preaching and all things. Be led by the Spirit of God. Okay? So um, before we um, get into today's... Um, Sermon, does anyone have any praise reports, any testimonies they would like to share? Okay, speak up. Um, I just want to give God all the glory and praise because 
my husband attended church for the first time since 2019. Yeah. Woo! Hallelujah. And he keeps talking about it every day. He loves it. And he says that like he wants to help them and, and give. And he just loved it. It's amazing. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And the thing is, all we did was worship. So the thing is, you cannot deny the power of God when worship comes. And he said right when he walked in the room, he started to cry. Because the presence of God is there. And that's why I want to make sure that the presence of God never leaves this place. Because I put limitations on him. Or I put an obligation on him. He always, he's the master, always. He's always the master. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody else? Any testimonies? Any praise reports? Anything? I don't think I have shared this yet, but go for it. Hope it's not embarrassing, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) About me, I guess. But I I have a kid that I work with, and um, he suffered from nightmares, and he was really angry and impulsive. Have I shared it? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, and I told the mom that she should pray over her son in her house. And I didn't follow any of my rules, as my job would say. <laughs> and he has no nightmares. And he's doing wonderful. And I, yes. I, I printed out scriptures and prayers for her to pray over. Glory and then... Um, the doctor originally, the psychiatrist, tried to put him on meds. And the mm. mom was like, I just feel like I'm going to trust Chelsea. And then the doctor <laughs> came to my office and said, she thinks you're some kind of Jesus or something. And I said, well, I know Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And then, um, and then six months later, the report said... Um, Medicine is no longer required or needs to be administered. So I saved a little baby from medicine. Glory to God. Amazing. Hallelujah. Because the word of God is so powerful. The word of God is powerful. Yes. Anybody else? So good. Any testimonies? Anybody would like to share? Well, um, we did our second tent revival at Kiwanis Park. It was successful. And, you know, we had a, a family that came from California. And um, they ended up coming to that park randomly. And the Lord showed me in my secret place that woman. And she was there. And her kids brought her and they kneeled. And then the the dad was there. And then the mom came shortly afterwards. And the Lord told me to bring healing anointing oil. Mm -hmm. So I put it on her. I prayed for her. And I believe she got um, delivered. And I believe she got free. You know, from her sickness and disease. Did we did we do a deliverance right on her? No. But did I share the love of God with her? Yes. Did we preach the word of God? Yes. Did she get an encounter with God? Yes. I prayed for the man that was having all types of uh, back problems. I had a word of knowledge about his shoulders and stuff. And I prayed for him and he said, my face is numb. What's going on? My face is numb. I said, that's the Holy Ghost. And he's like, I feel something. So the thing is, is that we bring the power of God wherever we go. We are the capsule of God's power. And all we got to do is unscrew it off and let that power fly. Let that power touch people. You know, you don't even have to, you don't have to say anything to people. If you let the power of God just move straight up, let the power of God do the talking for you. At some times people just want to say, well, let me see it then. Let me see if your God's real. Right? 
Mm -hmm. Well, our God answers by fire. Yes. Right? He sets everything ablaze. He doesn't just burns the altar. He burns everything around the altar to show that he's the one true living God. And I was in my secret place. Well, let's just share that. Um, we also, I got to pray for a bunch of little kids and people were there too. And uh -huh. this um, elderly woman prophesied over me. And she was saying like, you're going to have a double anointing. You're going to do things that I couldn't do and all these other things. And I asked God to expand my territory. So she invited me to her church to preach the gospel in Guadalupe. And there's a bunch of Catholicism and witchcraft. So God opened that door, expanded the territory so we can go in and do a tent revival there on April 7th. Yeah. So God is so good. We have another tent revival March 11th at CAS. That's going to be amazing. With other, That's, ministries. With other ministries. There's going to be like 5,000 homeless people. There's a lot of people there. So God is going to move mightily. But we have to walk righteous. We've got to walk holy. We've got to walk pure. Right? Um, so anyways, I was spending time with the Lord and I, and that was weird because I saw this, this buck in, in my, like in my, in the vision that I had in the spirit. And I saw it, he was a healthy, strong buck, right? He had, he had a 10 point good looking buck. So the Lord told me, he said, look up what young buck means in the Bible. So I looked it up and he brought me to Psalms. 42 verse 1. This is like an additional thing. This is for everyone. This is not what we're going to talk about, but the, but the Lord told me to share this. And this is what he shared with me. Psalms 42 verse 1. As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. It is very interesting to note that a young buck drinks from the same stream as an adult stag. This verse of scripture appeals to every level of your walk with God. From being a young, fedling, newborn believer to someone who has walked with God and who walks in God as a strong adult stag. So this is for every walk. Wherever you're at, this is where we feed from the same stream. We drink from the same stream. And it says right here. The psalmist then goes on to say in verse two, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. We all need to come and drink from the stream of living water. Every day you should be drinking water. I don't, I've never won a day without drinking water. I drink about a gallon a day. So we should drink the word of God like multiple times a day, right? To stay hydrated, to stay refreshed, to say so strong in the Lord. Mm -hmm. We all need to come to Jesus as if our lives depended on, upon him. Let me say that again. We all need to come to Jesus as if our very lives depended upon him. He is the air that I breathe and with every heartbeat, I long for more of Jesus. This is Martin Nystrom wrote these words to this timeless song. As the deer pants for water, so my longs after you. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone does my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire. I long to worship you. Notice, if you will, the gasping desire of the deer for the streams of water. It is a longing to drink and be watered and refreshed. The deer thirsts for water. It pants for the water, gulping as if it can't get any more. 
Does your soul long for God? Like this. Do you desire more of God in such a way that you drink as much as possible of God? You vary being longing to be filled with his water, nourished and refreshed by the living God. My friend, today come afresh to the streams of God's mercy, grace, healing, and love. Today drink once more of his goodness as the deer pants for the water and drinks as much as it can. Come to God and drink afresh every day from his never-ending streams of life for your soul. God bless you, my friend. And I want to share that with you because that is amazing. We have to come with a thirst for God. We have to come for a hunger for God. If we really want to see true revival, if we really want to see a true power and demonstration of God, we have to hunger for it. We have to thirst for it. Every day. Come to him like a panting deer that needs water. Glory to God. Okay. I just want to share that with you guys. So with that being said, I'm going to go into prayer. Father, we just come before you. Father, help us to thirst for you. Help us to be hungry for you. Help us not to push back seeking you on a daily basis. Father, I ask you to convict the hearts of people that need to turn and seek you more. To trust you in their circumstance. To believe in you when it doesn't look like nothing's going to happen. To walk by faith and not by sight. And that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him today. That the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened to know the hope of his calling. That we may know the riches and glory that are in the inheritance in the saints and know the exceeding greatness of his power towards them that believe. Lord, let not I that speaks, but let the spirit of my father speak through me right now. Lord, help it to be life-giving water to your people. Help it to be a stream, a waterfall that they can drink from. And it says in your word, Lord God, those that eat and drink of you will never hunger, never thirst again. Lord, help us to truly experience your power today, Lord, and your fire and your love in your grace and your mercy and your sound mind. I cancel every demonic attack, operation, assignment that's trying to cause division, confusion, manipulation, or control. We cancel it right now through the blood of Jesus, right now. We, we send back the fiery darts to the sender with more Holy Ghost fire attached upon it. In Jesus' name. We give you glory, honor, and power, and praise. Amen. Ooh, all right. So today's title is The Power of God. The Power of God. Now, this was a different way that God was explaining his, his power to me. You know, when we see the power of God, we might think of it as healing, you know, miracles, um, moving a force or a stronghold or something out of our way, right? Right? But the power of God is who he is. 
That's his nature. That's his being, his power. Remember, it says power and majesty. Jesus sat at the right hand of power and majesty. He could have picked any other words, but he picked power and majesty. So once you experience the power of God, it is the most addicting. It is the most refreshing. It is the most powerfulest thing you'll ever experience. And power of God is in every aspect of your Christian walk. Salvation, deliverance, healing, miracles, signs, wonders. Even just being a Christian, you have to have power. Now, there's a lot of Christians that don't have power. But here in this room, I know you guys got power. That's right. Because you got the same Holy Ghost, right? The same Holy Ghost that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's quickening your mortal bodies. And the thing is, I want to share what God was revealing to me about his power. And um, the power of God. I want you to write this down. And I'm waiting for her to come in. But the power of God turns the turbines of your faith. I'm going to say that slower. The power of God turns the turbines of your faith to activate your decree and declaration before the Lord. The power of God turns the turbines of your faith to activate your decree and declaration before the Lord. So if you guys don't know what a turbine is, a turbine is a system. It's, it's a kind of like an engine, right? It produces power, but it has to have energy going through it. So for instance, in the natural, you would need the elements such as like steam to make it move, wind, like a wind turbine, fire, right? The heat, temperature, etc. Which causes, I know this is kind of like a, it's like a history lesson. Maybe this is good for Ian as an engineer, <laughs> but this is good for all y'all. Which causes connected to three forms of energy. Speed, which is kinetic energy. Pressure and temperature. So those three, kinetic energy, which is speed, pressure and temperature is what turns a natural turbine, right? As say, like if you were um, at a dam, there's a turbine there. If you're um, a farmer, you need a turbine to irrigate all the water, right? It's a power source. It's a power source. The turbine is a power source. But what the Lord was showing me is that he was saying like, okay, so if there's three forms of energy, he was trying to relate to me in the spirit what that means. How does that, how does the power of God activate through your faith, right? So he said first speed, 
would equal spiritually Shekinah. Shekinah, Shekinah glory. And I'm going to bring that with scripture, right? So it says in 2 Chronicles, let's turn there, guys. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. So think about speed, kinetic energy equals Shekinah glory in the spirit realm. And, you know, some people will be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, watch, I'll show you, okay? I'll just show you what the revelation I got. Second Chronicles chapter 7. Solomon dedicates the temple. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and for his mercy endures forever. Do you see after the dedication, after the dedication of the temple of God, placing it on the altar, God answered by fire. Quickly. It was not like an hour later. It was right after he prayed and dedicated the temple, King Solomon, speedily the fire came, the glory of the Lord came, and everyone was shook, no one could stand. So think about that. Mm-hmm. Glory also, the definition of it is weighted. It's weighted. There's been times where I've heard um, Smith Wigglesworth, they'd be, he would invite pastors to his house. Mm-hmm. And he would tell them, he's like, hey, just forewarning, um, stay as long as you can. But if the glory gets too heavy, uh, hopefully you can, you can make it out. <laughs> so they would pray and these pastors would be crawling on the floor to get out, to yeah. get out of that place that's how heavy but the thing is who wants to see that who wants to see the power of God move like that well we gotta be hungry we gotta be thirsty we gotta seek it and people are like well you're just seeking God for power well it says in Romans chapter 1 verse 11 it says, earnestly seek the gift. I, I long to give you a spiritual yes. gift. Yes. I long to do. Paul said, I long to give you a spiritual gift. Yes. He could have said anything else, but he said spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. And the glory of the Lord should fill your secret place. Mm-hmm. The glory of the Lord should fill your car. The glory of the Lord should fill your kitchen when you start singing and praising to God. Yes. Because that's how God answers. Mm-hmm. With fire and glory. Yes. Did you hear what he said? Wash me. But when we were singing majesty, wash me with your fire and glory. Yes. That's powerful. Woo. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. Come on. Amen. Okay. We're going to move on to pressure. Pressure. So pressure is so important. Pressure for a turbine gets it to a place where it makes it move based off pressure, right? The pressure is pushing it down that it has no option but to react. Now, when the power of God comes upon you, 
it should be pressure and that you have no excuse or no way not to react to the power of God. The power of God is also the word of God. That word is power. Jesus' name is all-powerful. Jesus' name is above every other name. That every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he's Lord. God, the Father, gave Jesus the most powerful name of all the universes, all the galaxies, all the celestials. His name is power. But his word is power. Okay. So think about that. When we have the power of God, it's activated through the word of God, right? Through the words you speak is power. Not opinion, not what you want, not what you think. Oh, I've, I've heard this. I've said that. No, no, no. The power of God is activated by the word of God. They can't be detached from each other. Jesus is the word. Yes. Right? First John. Should we just go there real quick? All right, let's go. Yeah, come on. Come on. You guys are pulling. Keep pulling. Come on. Come on. on. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. And the life of, was the light of men. And lightness shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Think about that. He is the resurrection and the life. Jesus. He is the word. All this that we see is made because of him. Right? His spoken word is what created the waters, the mountains, the air that we breathe. Everything that we see is, is made from an activation of his power through his word. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to temperature. You know, um, like Denise and Joanne, they're all about the fire, right? The fire. <laughs> Every time I see them, it's fire. It's fire. But that's good, though. Yeah, right there, Kevin. There's the hand signals. Do it. Do it. Fire, 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 fire. <laughs> Chopping it down with fire. But the thing is, we need the fire. I'd rather them be on fire than cold. That's right. I'd rather them be on fire than lukewarm. Who likes lukewarm soup? That's gross. It's gross. I want hot, boiling out the pot. Little hot pot. You know what I'm talking about, Kevin? Exactly. So temperature... So for, for a turbine to work, the temperature has to get hot, like a furnace, right? You give, you give something to that fire, right? If it was coal, you put coal in it, right? And it gets it to a certain temperature where it activates the locomotive to keep moving, right? To keep pushing, to keep going to its destination. Well, think about this. Temperature equals the fire of God. The fire of God. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3. Verse two and three. Are you guys getting something out of it? Yes. Okay. Are you guys? Are you, let's pull. Let's yeah, pull then. Yeah, Come on. Malachi. Malachi is right before Matthew, so it's like the last chapter of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Malachi. <clears throat> Malachi one. Malachi, chapter three, verse two and three. 
But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi. He will purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. You want to know how you become pleasing to God? Yeah, tell us. Is that you have to let the refiner's fire purify you. Because if you don't let him purify you or sanctify you, you're not a worthy offering to him. Now, that sounds crazy, right? Because you're like, Christian, that's blasphemy. No, no, no. When you become born again, you get the spirit of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Right? The spirit of salvation, the spirit of the Holy Ghost. But for you to be an offering, you have to go through fire. You have to get purged of all that iniquity, transgression, sin, old habits, all those things that hold you back from the Lord. You have to get refined and burned alive. For you to walk out clean, spotless, holy, bright, right? That's what fire does. This is the thing about fire. You're either consumed by it or you walk out of it pure. You're either consumed by it or you walk out of it pure. Just like gold, just like silver. That's what they do. They literally put it in a pot and we'll get it to 2,000, 3,000 degrees and all the impurities will will rise above, they'll skim it off, and whatever is pure, that's what they'll make the jewelry out of, or whatever, right? It's the pure form. We need to be in a place where we only want the pure form of ourselves before God. We shouldn't be holding back anything. We shouldn't be trying to just keep this impure stuff in our life. Let God purge you. Let the fire of God cleanse you transform you, make you new, and make you into a vessel of honor. Of gold and silver, equipped, fit for the master's use. Thank you. What verse is that? That's one of my favorite verses. I always, I think it's Timothy. I want to say 2 Timothy. Let's see who finds it first. Yeah, let's see who finds it. Kiki. Thank you, Lord. You are the refiner's fire. I'm feeling the fire right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Lord, it's good. You guys getting something out of this? Yeah. All right, keep pulling. Keep pulling. God has so much. He can reveal so much to us. Please read it. 2 Timothy 21. 2 21. Yes. Please read it. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, mm-hmm. and meet and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Can you say that again a little louder? Yeah. Second Timothy. Say it louder, please. Second Timothy two twenty one. <laughs> there we go. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor sanctified and meet for the master's use yeah. and prepared 
unto every good work. Glory to God. Who wants to be used by the master? Raise your hand. Who wants to be used by God? Who wants to? Okay, well, you got to get purged by fire. That's the requirement. He told you right there. You got to get purged by the fire to be equipped for every good work to be used by the master. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29. Thank you, Lord. Mm-mm-mm-mm. For our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. When I had that dream where I saw seven angels and they're all on fire, I realized why they were. Because they're with the Lord. And he's fire. He's an all-consuming fire. You can't stay in the presence of the Lord and not get consumed by him. Of his mercy, his goodness, his power, his majesty. I want to be on fire every day. I never want to grow cold. I know how it is to be cold for 27 years. It sucks. It sucks having no power or no fire or no love or no zeal or no wisdom or kindness or meekness. None of that stuff is there without God. And why, why do we, why do Christians like, oh, that guy's on fire. That Christian's on fire because he spent time with the refiner's fire. And that's Jesus. The one and only. Glory to God. For our God is a consuming fire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, let's go to Acts chapter 4, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Four. Acts 4, verse 24. You know what's beautiful, guys? As each Thursday goes and every... Excuse me. Every Thursday I keep seeing you guys and it just keeps looking more like the book of Acts. It keeps looking more like the book of Acts. It keeps looking like, Lord, you're taking us back to the beginning. You're taking us back to the foundation of where the fire truly landed on the 120. Right? And I just, I, it, it grieves my heart and I believe it's the Holy Spirit's heart in me. Is why are people so against the fire of God? Mm-hmm. Why are they against the power of God? Antichrist spirit. It's an antichrist spirit. You're right. Yeah, you hit the head. You, because it's like, wouldn't it just, okay, let's just be real. Would this be horrible if like we give our lives to Jesus and now we're like, okay, we, we have to go to church on Sunday and I got to sit for a message and I pray here and there and then I just work a regular job and that's it. <laughs> Count me out. I don't want to do that. I'm not do that. That sucks. But how about, wow, you give your life to Jesus and you become like him. You become a fire for the most high God. That everywhere you go, you get to witness him. And signs and miracles will follow them that believe. And you get to preach and the power of God will accompany you with healing, with miracles, with raising the dead. Yes. And, and deliverance and casting out demons. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm not making this stuff up. It's, he said it. Yeah. He gave us the command. Mm-hmm. Matthew, Matthew uh, 28. And all the other four gospels. The great commission. Yeah. 
Yes. This is what he's commissioned us to do. Yes. He hasn't commissioned you just to go to church on Sunday. Yep. Or hang around some Christians that don't know him. Or hang out with Christians that are like, I'm too good for that. I'm not going to witness to people. What? Who are you? Jesus, Jesus witnessed to everybody. Everybody. The prostitute. The adulterer. The tax collector. The demon possessed. And he's the son of God. Who are you? You're supposed to be little Christ ones. Christians. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read about these two men that knew the power of God, that activated and walked with the power of God. I'm going to read this. Acts chapter 4. Now, as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day. For it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of men came to be about 5,000. Think about these. These guys were average people, just like you and us, right? They're fishermen, pie carpenters, pie sold goods at the merchants and the squares of the, of the synagogue in Jerusalem. But now they're preaching the one. And now there is results. There's a demonstration. 5,000 give their life to Jesus. They didn't have amplification. They just preached with boldness. And the Lord brought them through his word. Addressing the Sanhedrin. Verse 5. And it came to pass on the next day that the rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Do you see that there's a name that equals power? That's Jesus. By what power? Or what they really say, by what authority? Right? Okay, well, do you want me to go there? Okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Filled. Not half filled, not quarter filled, filled with the Holy Spirit. And said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we did this day our judge for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, By him, this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no power in heaven or on earth or below 
that can save but Jesus. Mm-hmm. I talked to a coworker and he's like, oh, you're, he's like, oh, I know you, you don't say this type of stuff or do that because you're religious. I said, what? Because he always sees my Bible on my desk. He'll see my Bible out. And I'm always taking notes. I'm spending time with God. And so I started sharing him my testimony. I start sharing what God did for me. And he's like, no, I, res- I respect your faith. You know, like pretty much all religions are 98% the same. I said, no. I said, you're wrong, actually. I'm sorry. Because when I cried out to God, no one came but Jesus. Amen. There was no other name that could save me. Amen. Not Allah, not Buddha, not Joseph Smith, not Mary. No other name could save me but him. Amen. And when I said that to him, I said, John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes before the Father but through me. Mm-hmm. And when I said it boldly, he's like, he's a big dude. He's like 300 pound plus 6'4 dude. But guess what? I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. So when he saw it, he's like, he didn't have, and he just gave me, he pounded my fist. <laughs> because I said, no one can tell me otherwise. Right. No one else can persuade me in their way. Mm-hmm. When you get and taste and see that the Lord is good, mm-hmm. that's, it. Yep. that's it. Let's keep going, guys. Verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men, they were marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Put your name in there. Now when they saw the boldness of Joanne and Denise and perceived that they were uneducated, untrained women, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. Now when they saw the boldness of Ian Zell and Kevin and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And now when there's all the boldness of Felix and Olga, right? And you keep going. Put your name in there, man. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. Stop being scared. The power of God is dwelling within you. All you got to do is just plug it into the outlet. Right? The power, look, you got to think, the power is in that outlet. If I touch it, I'm going to get Filled with electricity. <laughs> so touch the Holy Spirit and you'll get filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. <laughs> you guys getting something? Yeah. All right. All right. The key is, it doesn't matter what seminary school you went to. It doesn't matter what Bible college you attended. It doesn't matter if your dad's Kenneth Hagin or your dad's taught what. I don't care. It says if you're uneducated, untrained... But they will marvel because you spent time with Jesus. Yes. Anybody of you can have that power of God. Yes. Spend time with the refiner's fire. Yes. Let him purge you. Let him sanctify you. Yes. Dedicate yourself to God. That's good. Dedicate yourself to God. <clears throat> I sometimes go before the Lord <laughs> in my secret place. And I just say, God... Um, I laid down my life before you. But God's heard me say that a thousand times. But what makes it new is that I say it every day as a new day. 
There's, not a, there's a decision I make every day. God, I lay my life before you. Lord, use me for your glory today. Lord, help me to desire not what I want, but what you want for me. For me. Transform me. Change me. And I'm telling you, when you start praying that stuff, God answers that. God loves you so much. But what he really wants is you to be like him. Because he's made you in the image of him. In the likeness of him. You're not just a, a human and a spirit is inside of you. You're a spirit being just being in a human suit. Your real nature is being a spirit. And the Father is spirit. And it says to worship God in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Lord. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. That was so good. Verse 14. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, and they could say nothing against it. Do you hear me, guys? When the power of God is undeniably over you, upon you, or you being used, they can't deny it. I've had too many people that will try to argue with me, will try to tell me their doctrine, will try to say this, 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 and that. And then when I just let the power of God just do what he does, they either accept it or they think I'm a... They think I'm either working in witchcraft or they think that, you know, I'm an agent of Satan. But what do they say about Jesus? Oh, you only cast demons because you get it from Prince of Beelzebub. And what did Jesus say? If they say that about me, what are they going to say about you if you follow me? They're going to say you work in that same power. But really what's happening is that they envy that. They envy that they don't have that relationship with God for the power to be used through them. Because guess what? They haven't paid the sacrifice on the altar and purged themselves with fire. Lay your body on the altar of God. And guess what God will do? He'll send fire upon you. And he'll burn every bit that doesn't look like him. But you know what, though? I was talking to someone. I was talking to another believer in Christ. And I said, I never thought three years ago I'd be here today. <laughs> Never. But there's one thing that I did differently. I answered the call of God upon my life. I laid my body as a living sacrifice and let God purge me for months on end and prune me so that I could bear much fruit for his kingdom. That's right. But the thing is, we're all granted this. That's why I want to share with you guys. Each and, each and every one of you is granted the same thing that I am granted. I'm not just because I'm special or whatever. It's because I answered the call. Mm -hmm. But all of you guys have calls. Mm -hmm. All you guys have purposes. You have value. Yeah. You're not here by accident. Yeah. God has a plan and a purpose for you. To be the fire. Mm -hmm. To be the torch of God upon this place. Mm -hmm. it's good. <sighs> Verse 15. But when they commanded them to go aside out of the council, they, com they comforted <clears throat> among themselves. Saying, what shall we do with these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them. It's evident all who dwell in Jerusalem. We cannot deny it, but so that it spreads no further among the people. Let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them, commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. 
But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. You know, I've, I've been, I've had people try to shut me down and not say the things that I know or the things I do. But I will never, I will never take the counsel of men and the rules of men and limit the power of God in me. I will not limit the Holy Spirit. He's all I have. He's all I have. He was there for me when no one else was. And he'll be there for you when no one else is. He'll never abandon you nor forsaken you. It's the power of God. What's up? I, I did not know when to share this, but... Can you hold on a second? It's moved upon me to share. It's okay. very important. Okay. I had believed uh-huh. that Satan was grasping a serious hold on this planet, and God's revealed to me that there's dissension in the ranks of Satan, and that the demons are turning and begging God for forgiveness. They are begging him for forgiveness because they know that the end is coming and they are fearful of what is coming about and it's been put upon me and I've been back there trying to wonder when to share this with you and I have, I just felt I needed to let it out and let everybody know that Christ is winning that yes. he has winning the, the war, the battle Amen. is coming to an end. Thank he you, is winning the battle. Yes. Yeah, it was not in my sight that this was happening, but it was made very clear to me yes, three days ago. And I've been holding on to this information and I just can't hold it back anymore. I need to share it with yeah. everyone. Yeah. So please praise Jesus for yes. what is happening Thank because you, this has been an ongoing battle for as long as we have known yeah. since we have been on this planet yep. and it is now coming to a yes. close. Jesus Christ is winning yes, and victorious. he is gaining momentum and the demons are terrified. Yes. They are absolutely terrified yes. and they are begging him. They are begging God for forgiveness. Yeah. And I just wanted everybody yeah. know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. No, we know that the battle belongs to the Lord. Thank you for your obedience. And the thing is, yes, he is victorious. And yes, he will forever reign. He'll forever be one. And the thing is, is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never lost a battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. The Lord is victorious. He carries his shield, his sword, his javelin before us. So, yes, make the Lord your truth, your shield and buckler today. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 21. So then when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man that was 40 years old and whom this miracle of healing has been performed. So think about that. If you're experiencing that you need healing in your body today 
or you need a miracle or you need deliverance or whatever the case is, the power of God is here today to set you free. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care how long of the yoke of bondage that you've been suffering. The anointing breaks every yoke of bondage today. We'll break every yoke of limitation on you today. We'll break every stronghold in your life today. I decree and declare that you will experience deliverance, power, freedom, and the fire of God upon your life today. Hallelujah. Amen. Receive that. That's yours today. That's yours. Prayer for boldness. Thank you, Lord. Verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So they, so when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, whom by the mouth of your servant David had said, why did the nation rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Verse 27, for truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate and with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now this is the, now they're praying this to God. Hear this out. Verse 29, now the Lord, now Lord, look on their threats. Grant to your servants, we're the servants of God, right? Call upon the Lord and he'll answer. That with all boldness that they may speak your word, not your word, his word, Mm -hmm. by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. I've been asking God to be more bold than I am, right? (laughs) The thing is, I need to be more bold if I'm at the grocery store. At the gym, at the car wash, wherever it is, people are lost and they need Jesus. And we're here to bring that. You know, um, I tend to go in places and I feel like people kind of stare at me. And it's not because like, oh, whatever, it's all my favorite. You know what I mean? Like, it's a place where there's something in me that they're attracted to. I'm just, I'm trying to be humble. The thing is, that I, there's something in me that they're attracted to. And it's the fire. It's the light. The light of God, the resurrection, the life that's in me. Because you got to think, if you don't have Jesus, you're spiritually dead. You're spiritually not living. But once you receive him, you receive the resurrection and the life. Glory to God. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together, just like this, assembled together, was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now I'm going to give you some definitions of power. So power, dunamis. Dunamis. One of the four great power words. The others are exousia, delegated authority. So dunamis, when we spell it out, D-U-N-A-M-I-S. The next one is Isusia. That's what it's called. Isusia. E-X-O-U-S-I-A. And I want you to put equal delegated authority. So you've been delegated authority that God's given you. 
right? Each one has a level of authority. Now, you might think like, well, Christian, haven't we been given authorities to cast out demons? Yes. Have we been authority to, to heal the sick? Yes. But there's certain authorities when you're in a different office that God's given you to do certain things. You have a different mandate. You have a different description. You have a different job title, right? <clears throat> Let me keep going. So the next one. So, so this one is kind of hard to pronounce. It's in Greek. Uh, it's churros. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like, it sounds like is churros, but it's I-S-C-H-U-R-O-S. So it's I-S-C-H-U-R-O-S. And I want you to put equal, equal, great strength. Think about that. Now that's a different power. You have great strength. You're not weak. You have great strength to do great things. Right? The next one, I love this one. This is so cool. Is Kratos. K-R-A-T-O-S. So I used to play this game called God of War. And and the main character was Kratos. And I always wanted to be him. I'm like, oh, he's so cool and he's so powerful. But this is the real meaning of what Kratos means. Dominion authority. So when we go and say we're going to tent revival, we take Kratos' power over that. Dominion authority. So dunamis, let's go back to dunamis. Right, we covered the three. Now we're going back to the top one, dunamis. D-U-N-A-M-I-S. Means energy, power, might, great force, great ability. That's key. Strength. And this, I'm just going to say this, so you just write whatever you can. It is sometimes used to describe the powers of the world to come at work upon the earth. And divine power overcoming all resistance. So write that down. Divine power overcoming all resistance. Thank you, Lord. That's what I love about this. Oh, so good. So with that being said, the divine power overcoming all resistance is dynamic, dynamite, (laughs) and dynometer. The dunamis in Jesus resulted in dramatic transformations. This is the norm for the spirit-filled and spirit-led church. Hear that? Spirit-filled and spirit-led church. Because I've been to a few churches that ain't spirit-led. And there's a few pastors I've met, and they ain't spirit-filled. There's a difference, because they'll have dynamite. Mm -hmm. They'll have a different dynamic. They'll have the power of God. They'll have the dunamis. They'll have the excusia. They'll have the kratos. They'll have the (laughs) ischuros. Power. They'll have that power. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to share this last bit. So verse 32, sharing all things. Now the multitude of those who believed were one of, of one heart and one soul. We're still in Acts chapter 4, verse 32. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there among, or excuse me, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. Do you hear that? When you have the power of God, you don't lack. When the grace of God's on you, you do not lack. 
So if you're, if you're seeing a lack in your life, whatever aspect or whatever it is, financially, if it's emotionally, relation, I mean, whatever, I don't care what it is. If there's a lack, you need to go back to the drawing board. You need to go back to the refiner's fire and he will purify you where you have no lack. He'll fill you where you're overflowing and never lacking. You're overflowing on people. Okay. <clears throat> Let me keep going. For all who possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they distributed to each one as a need. And Joseph or Jose, no plan, who was also named <laughs> Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So the thing is, the power of God will fully be in your life when you're with him. When you get to a place where you let it all, you let it all surrender before him. You spend time with him. No matter about what degree or what accolade or what accomplishment you have, Jesus will use the smallest. He'll use the ones that are broken. He'll use the ones that the world rejects will become God's elects, right? And the thing is, <clears throat> what I want to tell you today is that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And if you need that power of God today, call upon him. Ask him. Why we don't, ask, why we don't have is because we don't ask. Why we don't, if we don't ask, then we can't receive. Now people are like, well, that's just crazy. Why are you, that's not humble. God wants us to have his power. God wants us to walk in dunamis power. Kratos power. He wants us to make a difference. And he knows that you can't make a difference without him. And his name. And his word. And his power. And that's all I have for you guys. So, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Does anyone have any questions or anything uh, they want to add or chime in? Okay. Well, if not, I'm going to pray for you guys real quick. So all you guys bow your head close your eyes. Father God, I just thank you for your word. Your word that goes forth and never comes back in void. Lord God, I ask you that you would touch your people with dunamis power right now. With Kratos power, Lord God, right now. With power that would give 